Hello everybody and welcome to Learnably Bites. This is the Learnably podcast that turns our existing content into a more digestible format for you to be able to listen to on the go. And I'm your host, Max Curtin. Now in this episode, we're going to be looking at an extract from our recent ebook, Powering Performance, How People Teams Can Create a Performance Culture That Really Delivers. This ebook delves into how rapidly changing work environments and traditional methods of performance management are being put to the test, offering fresh perspectives and innovative solutions. And this podcast episode focuses on a crucial section of that ebook, a new approach to targets, goals, and reviews. Here we explore the necessity of rethinking how goals are set, performance is reviewed, and feedback is integrated to create a more effective and adaptive performance management system. This part of the ebook is particularly relevant for HR professionals and business leaders looking to stay ahead in a world where the only constant is change. So make sure you do head on over to learnably.com or check the episode description to download the full ebook. So let's look first of all at how to set goals that align with a business vision. As many as 95% of companies have a formalized performance management process, yet just over 20% of respondents to that same survey said their processes were either highly or very effective. So what's gone wrong here that we have so many formalized performance management processes, but so many being ineffective? Clearly, most companies have a system of employee reviews or appraisals, but far too often, performance management starts and ends there, without a clear strategy for linking that back to wider business goals. Too often, it can become a tick box exercise, with the quality and effectiveness differing widely from manager to manager. In fact, as many as 68% of people team respondents to one survey think performance management is seen as an obligation just to get through. Of course, formal reviews, performance scoring, and target setting will always be important, but for it to really deliver on your goals, it needs to offer incentives and support as much as it does clear standards and targets. Done right, this should have several key benefits. One of these being better products, better results. The main purpose of this exercise, to make better use of the resources you have to drive results for the company, whether it's speed to market, quality of product, or lines of code written, the business case should always be clear. Next, improving talent pipeline. A proper process should lay a path for employees to grow into new roles, making the company less dependent on external hiring in the long run. Finally, let's look at boost employee engagement. The days of performance management being a purely negative things are over. The best employees want to grow toward the next step in their careers, and a lax approach to performance really can't help them with that. So, how can people teams define a performance management process that delivers on these goals? This involves three key steps. Number one, regular reviews and target setting. To get good performance, you have to define and quantify it. Then you need a clear process to set targets, align them with business goals, and then track them over time. While much of this will be administrated by managers, it is down to the people team to codify this process and hold team leaders accountable for delivering it. We've got a quick breakdown of what that can kind of look like. So you want to have regular scheduled reviews to maintain that consistency and quality of feedback. We want to see managers and employees should both review strengths and weaknesses and create targets. You could also consider 360-degree feedback from other team members or peers from different functions. 
targets should be clear performance metrics to align with your business goals, such as the number of bugs, CSAT scores of 95% plus, or wider priorities like developing management skills. Compensation, bonuses, and progression opportunities should be linked to clearly defined targets. Employees and managers should work together to define career goals and timelines, so that employees all know what they're working towards. Employees are so much more likely to perform if they know what's in it for them and they have a clear framework to achieve that. Then we have learning and development priorities should be clearly linked to career goals and the performance targets required to deliver them. And finally, keep thorough documentation for reviews, including feedback, strengths, weaknesses, targets, and career goals. Managers should be held accountable for ensuring this is filled out and delivered back to the people team shortly after the review. Number two, robust manager training. Team leaders will have differing approaches and levels of experience, so they can't be expected to deliver a consistent, effective, and constructive approach to performance without clear direction. This is particularly true of first-time managers who are incredibly common in fast-growing tech companies. In fact, building effective managers is such a challenge for people teams that 60% of HR respondents to a Gartner survey considered it a top priority, making it the number one priority on the list for 2024. Another survey suggests that as few as 12% of leaders can provide high-quality feedback and coaching, and fewer than 2 in 10 companies require leaders to be formally trained on setting goals, transparently coaching, or conducting bias-free reviews. The vast majority of managers were promoted for a good reason, and all they need is clear direction and support to succeed. It's so important for people teams to be proactive in identifying and offering their support where needed, as managers might not always ask for help. Here are some ideas of how to deliver effective management training. Let's look at training managers on giving constructive feedback. Giving good feedback is not easy. Done right, it has to be clear, constructive, and actionable. This goes both ways in terms of saying, hey, great work. That could be as unhelpful as this is rubbish if it doesn't specify what worked or didn't and how that compares to other work. The quality of managers' feedback has a direct impact on the performance of their direct reports, so it's essential to get this right. Next, mentoring buddy systems for first-time managers. Consider proactively offering external mentoring for new managers. This can be a helpful outlet for them to share concerns and ask questions privately, without any fear of it reflecting badly on their own performance. If external mentoring isn't an option, consider creating a buddy system that pairs up new managers with more experienced colleagues from different functions. Finally, workshops for relevant skills. Providing workshops for all managers can be a great way of communicating the basics. In these sessions, you can provide tips for feedback, coaching, how to deal with struggling employees, time management, delegation, and so much more. Often the challenge with new managers is psychological. The last thing they want to do is admit they're struggling or still learning the skills for the job that they were just promoted to. Ultimately, people teams need to have an open dialogue with new managers. The solution is to be open and transparent about where support is needed and be clear that learning isn't a sign of failure, it's the path to success. Number three, implement strict anti-burnout policies. Performance management can't deliver on its goals if it just causes unnecessary stress, burnout, and further employee attrition. 
In fact, data from McKinsey estimates that a median size S&P 500 company with a typical attrition rate of 10% can cost $228 million a year and a high attrition rate of 20% can be up to $355 million. So how do you banish burnout once and for all? We've got a few steps here that you can take. Proactively avoid burnout. By training managers to spot the warning signs, like employees contributing to chats less or demonstrating less attention to detail in their work. This requires empathy. People might be having trouble outside of work, they might need some time, or be well overdue for some new responsibilities. Encourage open dialogue and find proactive solutions. Next, encourage work-life balance. Through breaks, digital disconnect days, and regular time off, overworking might help the business in the short term, but it only creates lower employee satisfaction and attrition in the long run. Managers, execs, and the people team need to lead by example here and actively discourage a culture of working overtime and on vacations. Offer mental health support. So employees can work on their own mental health. This could take several forms, such as employee assistance programs, workshops on stress management and resilience building, counseling services, and a lot more. But try asking your employees what's valuable to them here. Ultimately, they're going to know better than anybody what they need to stay healthy and productive. Whether it's defining the performance management process, offering clear management feedback, or defining an anti-burnout culture, Building an effective performance culture requires clear direction from the people team. It's your job to define what good looks like and then hold those managers accountable for delivering it. To learn more about powering performance and how people can create a performance culture that really delivers, check out the rest of our ebook to learn about understanding the skills that you have and those that you need, building a long term strategy for talent and skills, defining a winning employee value proposition democratizing learning for better results, and getting the right learning tools for success. To check out the full ebook, which is titled Powering Performance, How People Teams Can Create a Performance Culture That Really Delivers, head on over to learnably.com for more or click the links in the description below. Thanks so much for listening to this extract. I'll see you soon for another episode of Learnably Bites.